We are so glad you're here at the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. This podcast is meant to be conversational and casual, just a couple of leaders at Fathom talking about faith, life, and how we can grow when it's really going on Monday through Saturday, um, not only on Sunday. And for this week's episode of our podcast, we bring to you a special podcast that is actually Christina's quote unquote audition tape. So we hope you enjoy it. All of our teams are in strategic meetings this week, and it is just packed. So we thought you would all enjoy this previously recorded, unreleased episode. Tune in, listen to the conversation, and open your heart, and we pray this really helps. Hi there. This is the Fathom Beyond Sunday podcast. I am here with Pastor Kyle Nelson. What's up, everybody? And that, you are listening to Christina Scott, our new host of the Fathom Sunday Beyond Beyond Sunday podcast. Fathom like Beyond Sunday podcast. I'll you, get back in the hang of that. Yeah, you ran off the last host. I did. I mean, like a long way away. <laughs> All the way <laughs> so. across the globe. So I'm I'm here. I'm in it. I'm staying in Florida. Yeah, so. yeah. Nothing wrong with Florida. I like Florida. <laughs> I love Florida. Florida. Did you always want to live in Florida? I didn't have a choice. I was born here. Well, me too. Uh, and so, but as an adult with a choice, I yeah. have lived only in Florida. I have lived in multiple places in Florida, but I've traveled other places and never lived outside the state of Florida. Uh, and I love it here. It would be very, very hard to imagine me with a snow shovel. Yeah, or a parka. <laughs> yeah. I could do the parka for a minute. Yeah. But snow shovel is work that's lame it's it i doesn't... remember like just growing up in, outside of tampa and like on the school days where like we did I, I had a plastic ice scraper you know that was 99 cent at the auto station or whatever and i remember like kind of scratching that up but i was late for or trying to scrape that up but i was late for school and so i remember one day it was cold enough that it was iced over on my windshield mm-hmm. and maybe at that time i didn't have an ice scraper so I just rolled the window down and stuck right. my head. You ever done that? <laughs> like while the defrost is happening, you're yes. sticking your head out the window. Yeah. I I don't ever want this to feel like I'm a one-upper. I don't like oh, that. Bring it. But I have a story. <laughs> bring it. <laughs> so I had a job uh, wherein I needed to be there early in the morning. Uh, I was the opening back office for public supermarkets. So the people who count all the money, get the money out in the state, so make sure that business can run. And I did not, I was running late. I did not have time to defrost my windshield. I was in a, a Tahoe, a Chevy Tahoe back when the Tahoes were more like Suburbans when there wasn't a whole separate Suburban thing. And so my Tahoe is this big monstrous vehicle and has blackout tint everywhere, but the front windshield. Heavy base, <laughs> real steep subs, right? Absolutely. Am I getting this picture? For all of my country music right. <laughs> and alternative rock at yeah. the same time because I'm eclectic. Yeah. Um, living in Live Oak, Florida. So I have this ice on my windshield. I turn the heat on, turn the defrost on, and I'm running the windshield wipers. And I think it's too cold outside to roll down the window I'm just going to like feel my way around my dirt road and get to work because Mm. by the time I get out on the paved road, there's no problem. It'll be defrosted by then. So I go uh, and I start driving with an iced over windshield and I 
get to the point where there's a 90 degree sharp right in the road. Oh gosh. And I still have not fully defrosted my window. Yeah. And I slam on the brakes thinking I'm too close to this. You know, I can feel it. I can yeah. feel that I'm too close to this uh, 90 degree right. And I don't feel it in time. And I slam into a tree. Oh, that's a sadder story. Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I really, truly believed that I could still go to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shake it off, walk it off. Like that's... I did. I was like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I will. I'll repair this person's fence. No big deal. Duct tape it up and, and let's go. I'll just go to work. And um, fast forward a few months later, when I was in my uh, uh, performance review, and I had a tardy for that day, and I refused to sign my performance review because I thought if I got in a car wreck and still came, you can't count that as a tardy, right? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was pretty. Wow. I was pretty set on myself. I was like, I was in a car wreck today, and yeah. I still came to work. You're not gonna give. You're not gonna count that That's as tardy, right. are you? Oh yeah. my goodness. Anyway. Well. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, <laughs> we're gonna talk about beyond some- Sunday. Well, I think we've at least discovered that Florida is the right place for us. Absolutely. God bless those in the snow. Those of you who are in the mountains. Yes. God bless you. Yes, absolutely. Yep. It's sweltering outside. So (laughs) so we're going to talk the will of God today. Yeah. You know, this Sunday was such a great message and, and had so many elements tied into it. I really appreciated how much... Um, I mean, it was just, it was great for me because this is something, discernment is something that I have prayed for fervently. And I think discernment is one of those words. It's a kind of a churchy word. Is that a churchy's word? Yeah. You know, I've actually heard it recently in secular use mm -hmm. a good bit actually in the past year. I I really have, but I've always thought of it very much as a a more church word and I hear it more often. That you hear it more often in these uh, theological discussions or you hear it um, when somebody's sort of placating you. Oh, well, just pray about it and receive discernment or whatever, you know, you'll you'll get. Um, And so, but this is something I've legitimately prayed for and asked like, God, help me in this in a more grand scale. Um, and it was just so, it was good for me to hear it in a less of this grand scale, like, oh, discernment is something that will just get plopped on you. But discernment is something you have from moment to moment and from question to question, something that you, you test and approve, not this grand, oh, plop down, here's discernment. And now you're fine forevermore. And and I didn't use... I preached on will, the will of God. I kind of led in with this like discernment and really that was kind of a backdrop and right. where I kind of started and it was a core piece of it that yeah. we didn't really get to, I didn't dialogue on it a ton, right. but that's what we want to do today. Right. Um, so just to kind of give us a framework for this, what discernment is and why it's so important. It's really the ability to be able to see and understand the truth to, to know the truth about a person or a situation um, so that we can bring God's wisdom and truth to that person or right. situation. Right. Right. So uh, w- what's the situation, you know, right now that people are going through that, you know, needs discernment? What isn't a situation that people are going through <laughs> <Truth>. right now <laughs> that, <laughs> that doesn't need discernment? Right. But I mean, we're talking about health everywhere. 
right? Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't, there's, there's no yeah, decisions avenue. decisions to make around your health. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no avenue in which we're not talking about health. We're talking yeah. about it. It It's determining the places that we go oftentimes. Mm-hmm. It's determining the people that we're spending our time with yeah. um, or lack of, you yeah. know, spending time with. So I think health decisions for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so many decisions right. there. We could just keep going. It's, it's all those decisions about people and situations and it's uh, the ability to be able to make careful distinctions about the truth, yeah. you know, um, to, to say it very simply to think biblically, right. that's a very simplistic way of thinking about it. Right. Because discernment sometimes cro- has to cross bridges that, you know, the, the Bible doesn't tell us explicitly. <laughs> right. Right. Like, should you move somewhere? Should you take this job, right? The scriptures aren't clear, but we've got to make a decision. And this is why this is so important with the will of God, right? right? Um, and so just to kind of like lay out a few principles for discernment. The first is that it comes from union with Jesus. Amen. Like it, it's it, it, through the Holy Spirit, like guiding us clearly into the truth, you right. know? Um, Jesus said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you a comforter. I'll, I'll give you the Holy Spirit who yes. will come and guide you into all truth concerning right. himself, but, you know, God. Well, and, and so much of that is why, like I said before, I prayed for discernment and it wasn't this big, overwhelming, you know, I didn't hear the wind change and like a, some, mm-hmm. you know, a, a tongue of fire come down yeah. upon me and like, oh, you have discernment. It's, it's that con- continuous closeness and that continual communion where you are able to better hear God's voice. Yeah. You know, you're, you're tuning your ear. The truth, yeah. Yes. And being able to distinguish what very often isn't truth from fiction or truth from false, but truth from almost truth. This, this capital T truth from that thing that feels almost right or, right. or maybe just feels right. Right. Not sure. necessarily that is right. Or even... Um, distinguishing between preference and conviction and right. biblical truth, I think is another place sure. discerning that. Um, you know, I, I'd say the second kind of kind of basic principle behind this, or not principle, just, um, you know, reality and truth of what discernment is. Some people are given a special grace of it. It's mm-hmm. a spiritual gift, you know, that's listed. People have a, a spiritual is. gift of this. You're telling me, yeah, yes. your husband has <laughs> had does. one of these for a long time. You so like. my husband has the most, I mean, from a young age, from just stories he's told me from his childhood, uh, and then what I've been able to witness over the decade and a half that we've been together, uh, just this uncanny ability to see through a situation to the heart of what's really there. Um, and sometimes it is just something that might seem so simple to him Mm -hmm. because it is this supernatural gifting. It is Mm -hmm. something that he hasn't, it's almost like he's even unaware of how powerful it is that he can just speak straight to the heart of a situation and say, Oh, this is like this this because of that. Yes. This is really what's happening or this is really what is going on with this person. This is why they're acting this way or, or whatnot. And I'll tell you that can be, it is, it is absolutely amazing to be able to witness, but also really helpful in parenting. No kidding. (laughs) Really helpful in partner parenting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sometimes it will, 
knock me on my bottom a little yeah. bit because I'm handling a situation totally wrong and he can see through it and really, really just speak to that. But then he's able to minister to both sides of that situation, right? He's able to minister to the kids yeah. and to me where I got my judgment was wrong. For sure. And, and I think it go it, it shouldn't, we shouldn't go too far without saying that discernment is not just other people and their situation, but clearly what's actually going on inside of us. Yes. And that it's, it's, it's a, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit, but it's the Holy Spirit working to, to bring those things to clarity. Like right. that we, you know, I, I think, you know, sometimes people will claim to have this gift, but they're just a good Facebook stalker, right? <laughs> and they just kind of have put two and two together, right? That's not that's, what we're talking that's about That's not here. discernment as much as it is assumption. Right, yeah. Um, but it, it is some, something that, that some people have a special gift for, a special grace for, and uh, we, we need those people around us. Right. And, but it is, as you said, it's something that every Christian should desire. Right. That's the third thing. It, it's, yes. it's something that all of us should want and know that we need in increasing fashion. And just like so many parts of the body of Christ where you know someone may have a, a grace gift, a spiritual gift of, of generosity and like mm-hmm. we should all be growing in our heart to be generous and, and or if it's mercy someone has a great mercy gift we should all becoming more merciful that should be our heart um, so every christian should d- desire it and um and th- and then i think you know when it comes to leadership um christians who are leaders in any like you you have to possess this absolutely uh, it, it will undermine your leadership it will halt your organization um, and our organization has gotten healthier as I've been more willing to grow in discernment. Mm-hmm. Our church has gotten healthier. And as I've not only can discern things for myself, but I'm sensitive to the discernment of people around me. Right. Um, and, uh, so it, it's something we, we've got to possess if you're going right. to be a Christian leader in Absolutely. any, whether it's a business or a church or ministry, you, you, you got to have it. Well, and that too, as you're, as you are, tuning to the voice of God and, and discerning those things. I, th- I think that willingness is primarily in leadership to, but I mean, whether you're leading your home or whether you're leading, you know, 3000 people, whatever it is, being willing to, and, and open to God teaching you something new or teaching you that where you had it was wrong. <laughs> you were, you were almost right before and here you are, um, leading people and you've led them in this almost right way. And now here it is time to, to get all the way right. I'm revealing myself to you and I need you to know that now it's time to step into, into that, just being willing. I think being, being willing for God to teach you more and to, to correct you. It's hard to be corrected. It's difficult to be corrected. I mean, in an earthly fashion. Mm -hmm. So when, when God corrects us, he's doing it out of his love for us his love for his people, not just for us, the person who is wrong, but his love for us, who we, those that we're leading, yeah. those that we're guiding, those that we're uh, shepherding. Yeah. So. And let, let me just throw in a couple of things of why I feel like this is so important. I, th- I think we can think through why this is important. So we make the right decisions, the right determinations, different things like that. But I think we have to recognize that th- there is a spiritual battles going on and Absolutely. that Satan, the enemy of our soul seeks nothing more than to kill, steal and destroy. And his primary way 
in which he is doing those things is by doing what he does best in lying. Right. You know, deceiving. He's a great deceiver. What happened in the right. garden? Deception. Right. Right. What happens in our life all the time in, in our, our deception? Mm-hmm. Um, the accuser, he's a, he's a liar. It's his first language. You know, as Buddy the Elf said, he sits on a throne of lies. He sits right? on a throne. <laughs> right. Um, and the second reason is not only because the enemies, just, but people, like, right. the, they'll lie. Right. You know, um, they'll deceive you either intentionally or unintentionally, and they'll deceive you, and that can make an impact mm-hmm. on the decisions and terminations and what you believe about a right. situation or about yourself even. Um, and then furthermore, the opposite of that, God's truth, you know, and in, in our lives should be based on his truth, and children that walk in the light are those that walk in the truth. Yeah. Um, and what did Jesus say? Like, you shall know the truth. And so this is leading us in the path of God to be children of the light is right. to know and to live in the truth and really how we experience freedom. So right. I really can't underline enough like right. why this is such a significant gift that we should be pursuing and operating and be sensitive to in our life because um, we need it very badly. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that root of that, I mean, right at the very beginning of your message, you talked about those verses. And, and I just loved the way that you presented it almost like these were these, I, my message was prepared, but these things had to be part of this message. Otherwise the message was not complete. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's God's love that we would abound in love as we are trying to discern his will and that recognizing he is sovereign and omnipresent and he sees all. Yeah. It's there. Like, let let, let me read, uh, at yeah. least a portion of, of these two verses that I brought up. And it's so funny because, you know, a lot of times preachers, like we can think everything's got to be in there. And, and this <laughs> is one of those that like, I, it, I'm glad that, that we can circle back and talk about them a little more. Uh, Philippians 1 uh, verses 9 through 11 says, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more and uh, in knowledge and depth of insight. Mm-hmm in knowledge and in depth, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge, that these things are working together. Together, Right? Knowledge doesn't puff up, right? right? Just because I have this information doesn't mean now I'm going to use it to take you down. Right. Just because God's revealed about a sin or um, about something in a situation in which they're off base and they're lying about, doesn't mean I'm going to now use that to destroy them. I'm, right. I might have to move in a, in a way that I direct them in love and speak the truth in love and, and bring it to light and have some hard decisions and hard conversations, but th- right. they're working. That, that, that's Paul's prayer here for the church of right. Philippi. Well, and it feels a lot like the Proverbs where it's like knowledge isn't the end game here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are moving from knowledge to understanding and wisdom mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. That and love is what helps us do that, yeah. right? We're not just taking knowledge and storing it for later. We are moving that into understanding and wisdom. Yeah, and Jesus is the perfect embodiment of perfect principle of truth and the living out of that truth in love. Mm-hmm. And that this is who God is. He is fully truth, yes. is fully love. Like what an incredible God we have. Right. Um, but the, the scripture goes on, um, knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what's best and you may be pure and blameless. This isn't Mm. just for their situation, but this is that we stay in the right spirit. Love's got to come with it. That we're 
that while we're trying to point out somebody else's thing that God's, we've discernment something's off about that situation or this person or that show or that message right. or whatever it right. might be, um, we're, we're going to show up and we're still going to be pure hearted. Like, and we'll know what's the best approach. How, how mm-hmm. is God leading me to this so that we can discern those things? It, it's just a powerful verse. It is. And, and the, the second one that I brought to just kind of set up the message was Hebrews 4.13. And I love this one. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. I, I love this translation because it says everything is uncovered and laid bare yes. before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Like right. just that laid bare just reminds me of the garden. Mm-hmm. It just like before you... <laughs> you know, knew to cover yourself right? before you knew to lie about your sin, before yes. you did all these things in, in secret. Like he, he still sees, you can cover it up, but he, nothing. And that's why it's just, I, I, I use the example of uh, Sunday of just my kids and their love for hide and seek, <laughs> you know, and, and they love to watch even hide and seek on TV and like YouTube. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever that's... heard of in my life. Do you, are your you, kids into I that? think you're absolutely right about it being a generational thing because though my children don't watch that sort of thing, yeah. my daughter who is eight is very into watching other kids open toys. their toys. Yeah. That's like, there's kids making millions of dollars. There opening really toys. are. It's there really are. And so I think you're right about that being a generational thing. Um, but the game of hide and seek is typically over when you know, you've been seen Yes, when you've been caught. So no one stays hiding behind there. Right. After but how many the- times have we done that? Mm-hmm. Not realizing it's all laid bare, but this is why we pray to God. This is why we let him, you know, lead us is because it's nothing's, you know, hidden. Right. And so any situation or circumstance, we can go to him and, and let him, you know, guide us. And right. and to know that we don't have to kind of live in the shadows and the dark, um, that we're, we're not fooling him. Right. You know? Well, and even, and again, that verse takes me to Proverbs. So, so much is taking me to Proverbs yeah. lately uh, in that it is the glory of God to conceal a thing. Mm. That's not us. Like, right. So the rest of that verse says it is the honor of kings to search out a matter. So humans get to search things out. And that's our honor to search out and to, to seek God's will and to seek what he has hidden. Mm, but good. we can't hide. Yeah, <laughs> we don't that hiding or our hiding things is not part of our glory. Mm. It's not part of our makeup. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. So there's a lot more, you know, we could talk about on this uh, idea of discernment, but I think I would just, you know, leave us with those two resonating, you know, scriptures that your love may abound more in depth of insight, that we pursue it, that we listen to the people around us, that we really open ourselves up to, to discerning. And and it's going to lead us in line with God's word. It's not going to lead us away from that. It's going to lead us in tune with, um, um, you know, God's plan for our life right. and, and where he's leading us. Um, and to just not run, not to run right. from it, you know, even though it's intimidating. It can't be. Yeah. 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 But we'll, uh, we'll just keep following him, pursuing him and, uh, 
keep discerning what God's next steps for each of us are. Yeah. So that is a great place for us to leave off. I think a great challenge for all of us this week as we're heading into the rest of our week. Um, As always, this has been Fathom Beyond Sunday. If you are enjoying this, subscribe and like. And is sharing a possibility? I think it's something we can do. I think we can share a podcast. You can text a friend about it. You can text a friend or listen to it together. Each grab an earbud, who knows, on a yeah. walk. <laughs> but we just thank you for, for joining us and listening in and know that we love you. Um, and if you have prayer needs or if you have questions about anything we bring up on the podcast, you can always email us. You can email Christina at fathom.church um, for any questions you might want us to answer on future podcasts. Awesome. You guys have a awesome. great day. Welcome, Christina. <laughs>